Book of Acts, chapter 16. Thank you for being with us this morning for Sunday school. Thank the Lord for the safety and fellowship uh, <coughs> over there in Katani. Acts 16. There's only one verse, and then we'll see from there. <coughs> Book of Acts, chapter 16, verse number 2, verses 30 and 31. Okay, I will read this and follow with your eyes. Acts 16, verse number 30, and, and sorry, it's broken, so we will, we will, um, we will start from um, We'll start from verse number 27. And the keeper of the prison, awaking out of his sleep, and seeing the prison doors open, he drew out his sword and would have killed himself, supposing that the prisoners had been fled. But Paul cried with a loud voice, saying, Do thyself no harm, for we are all here. And he called for a light, and sprang in, and came trembling, fell down before Paul and Silas. And brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? And they said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved at thy house. Our Father in heaven, bless Lord our Sunday school this morning. Help us, Lord, to understand our salvation. Help us to see uh, how um, it happened. And Lord, um, how can we um, know it uh, for a certain that our souls are saved? And that, Lord, after receiving you as our Lord and Savior, uh, we have eternal life and we have passed from death unto life. And that, Lord, that salvation is known to us. And that, thank you, Lord, for um, making, uh, making it known. Thank you for your word that will confirm that we are saved and we are saved for all eternity. And bless your people, Lord. Help us to be strengthened in our faith. Help us, Lord, to be encouraged by knowing that um, we are certainly um, um, a child, a children of God, and we are certainly um, are bound to go to heaven. Bless your people once again. Bless all our people that are still on their way. Um, allow them to arrive here safe and sound. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Please be seated. <coughs> Welcome, Brother Bong and Sister Amy. <laughs> they, we, we missed them for two Sundays. Two, two. Sundays. They, they went around uh, the whole Sunday, the previous one. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so yeah, Brother Caleb. I pray for Brother Caleb. Uh, they are preparing for uh, uh, to go to India uh, for their big um, um, meetings over there and pray that uh, the Lord will uh, do wonders and make people come to know Christ. It's a great blessing, really. Uh, um, keep on praying for that ministry because uh, as, as what happened to us, the blessing of the fellowship, the blessing of um, preaching um, can, can cause revival really, that can cause revival to other uh, places, especially India because they are uh, not, uh, there are not so much uh, believers there, but again, uh, the preaching of God's word may change 
uh, the lives of so many. Now, our Sunday school will revolve around salvation, and we try to see deep into this doctrine of salvation that we know of from the Bible, and um, the reason why people are not really encouraged, and people are very down in their Christian life. They come to church and they have no joy. They come to church, they have no uh, enthusiasm whatsoever. The reason of that, because they do not know really that they are saved. They do not know for sure that their soul, um, their souls are, are, are saved and that they are bound to go to heaven. And that is the most important thing as Christians to understand that we are saved. Our salvation is really, that is, Without your knowledge of salvation, you will lose your hope. You will lose, you know, um, the, the encouragement to move forward and to do the things for the Lord. Uh, to, to surrender your life, to give your all. Why? Because you are not sure. What if, you know, I'm not saved and I'm doing this. So those kind of doubts really is detrimental to your growth as a believer. It is de detrimental to your to your uh, walk in the Lord if you do not know that your soul is going to heaven when you die. We need to know it for sure. We need to know it uh, 100% because if there is shadow of doubt in there, um, that will cause a lot of um, discouragement and um, your uh, despondency. So all those kind of things will be not, not good for us. So we need to know for sure. Now, how can we know for sure? Uh, again, it is not to be based upon our feelings. Oh, I feel saved today. No, it's not about your feelings. Oh, I don't feel saved today. Again, it's not about your feeling. It is about what God says. It is the. It is based on the promise of God. It is based on what God said about you. If whether or not you are bound to go to heaven, it is based on what God said. Because um, you know, yeah. religion, religion will do a lot of things and tell us a lot of things. But again, is it in the Word of God? That is the question. If God said that you are saved, then you are saved. Embrace it. You know, rejoice with it. Because God will never go wrong when He said that. And that is why we have we have here the apostles confirmed that uh, we have read here about this um, uh, Ethiopian oh, no no Philippian jailer. He was in big trouble. Uh, he was in big trouble because in those times, if you are a, if you are a, a you know a <clears throat> jailer, if you are a jailer and that is your job, if you lose a prisoner, I will tell you. Um, your head will roll. They will kill you. You will be killed. You will be executed. You will be put to death instantly. If your prisoner escapes, you cannot escape. You will die. <clears throat> that is why, <clears throat> because of the prisoners already lose, everyone is loose, and many of that in the prison is loose, then uh, the problem is he will be blamed and probably his family will also suffer. He would rather die. That's what he did. That's what supposed to be um, that he's going to do. And, and in verse number 27, the keeper of the prison, waking out of his sleep, 
first he's guilty because you know he did not know what's going on and when he when he was awakened all of the prisoners already lose so he did not know what really what exactly happened he thought that it was his fault because he fell asleep so that's why it is fault so um, it was him all to be blamed but he did not know exactly what's happening until you know um, Apostle Paul stopped him and the keeper of the prison waking out of his sleep and seeing the prison doors open he drew out his sword and would have killed himself supposing supposing that the prisoners had been fled that is how grave it is that is how grave now this prisoner is in big trouble he's in big problem and he would have committed suicide <clears throat> but the apostle paul verse 28 but paul cried a loud voice saying do thyself no harm for we're all here so here um the lord you know showed this um, doctrine to us this uh, doctrine of salvation uh, is very clear to us now because it is right here and even the apostles confirmed that that why do we know that we are saved I, uh, we know that we are saved because it says here believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved and thy house so by believing in the Lord Jesus Christ I know I am saved because I believe another thing another thing that we can find here in 1st John go to 1st John 1st John chapter chapter 5 1st John chapter 5 what we are doing here is a very, you know, um, um, beginning of our uh, doctrine about our salvation. It's a, these are very simple doctrine, and we have um, we have talked about this. And sometimes in the preaching, this can come out, but we have to understand this fully so that all of us um, can can serve the Lord with all our strength, knowing that we are saved and there's no problem with our uh, future, our, our future, the eternal destination of our soul um, is already secured by the Lord and we are all saved and there's no more problem with that so this, we, we will move on, we will move forward and do the work of the Lord. So here in 1st John chapter 5 verse number 12, he that hath the Son hath life and he that hath not the Son of God hath not life. So why we know that we are saved? I know I am saved because I have the Son. I received Jesus Christ as you all also received Jesus Christ. If you receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, then you can say that I, I too, I have the Son. So because you have the Son, you have the Lord Jesus Christ in your life, then you know for sure that you are saved. Because the Bible says, He that hath the Son hath life if you truly believe that you have received jesus christ as your lord and savior then you have life you have you have uh, eternal life and therefore you are saved and another thing first john chapter 3 first john chapter 3 verse number 14 first john chapter 3 verse number 14 i know i am saved because i you know i i have i have um a love for the brethren he said verse 14 um, we know that we have passed from death unto life because we love the brethren we love the souls of men 
uh, again, that is this is a measurement. I hope that you know uh, you will see yourself really here. If you are saved this morning, know for sure that we have that love of God in our hearts, and that love of God will enable us also to love the brethren. You will love the brothers, you will love the sisters, you will love the people, you will love the soul. Every person that you meet, you have a heart for them that, Lord, please, I hope that salvation will come unto this person. Every person that you meet, it is, it, it becomes a desire in your heart that these people will also come to know Christ. That is a love, that is a sign that you are saved. That is a sign that you are saved because you have now a longing for these people to come to Christ. Because our salvation is not just for ourselves. See what we have read a while ago? Um, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved and thy house. It's not just us. Our salvation can be, you know, a, a, a launching pad of many other salvations of other people. It starts from us. In our family, in our family, it starts from from um, I think May and then Julius. So these people are saved first, my, 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 my siblings. And then I came along and then Pastor Harley came along and then then we 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 attracted almost all the family into the faith and uh, most of my family are now saved I said most because not all some of my brothers they have other belief they, they believe in you know uh, they have they have a church they, they call they call the church Kahalha Elohim so Kahalha Elohim that is uh, the Hebrew word for the church of God so they, they, they are strong in that. So those family members, they, have, they made the decision not to believe what we believe. But again, me, Pastor Harley, and my sisters, and many others, you know, attracted by the grace of God, most of our family into the faith, into this kind of faith. And again, every person that we meet, every person that we um, come encounter, uh, we we, we wish and we desire that they also come to the Lord uh, for salvation. That is a sign. I hope that you have that love uh, for um, the people, a love for souls. I know I am saved because I have a love for the brethren. Another thing in First John chapter 2, verse number 3. 1 John chapter 2, verse number 3. And hereby we do know that we know him if we keep his commandments. You see, I know I am saved because I desire to keep God's commandments. I have a desire to follow what God said. That is a sign that you are saved. When you read the Bible and you see what the Bible says, you have a desire to do it. You have to desire to follow it. That is the sign that you are really saved. You don't ignore when you read this in the Bible and then our practice are in opposition to this. Then we change our practice because it is in opposition to the Word of God. Why? Because you are saved. 
the, 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 you know, the promise of God will show us here, the word of God will show us that we are saved. And we follow the word of God rather than our tradition, rather than our practice, rather than our family, you know. Uh, sometimes our family, we have our own, um, like, tradition. We do this every part of the year, whatever. We, we do this tradition. And then when you look at the Bible, oops. So we stop it. We stop. Because the Bible um, stands in opposition to our practice. And that is a sign. That is a sign that you are saved. You see why? Because you desire to keep. God's commandment. Uh, another thing, 1 John chapter 2, verse number 15. How do you know that you are saved? I, I know I am saved because I desire to turn from the world. And all is sin. Remember, remember the time before you got saved. I do not know what's your practice where. I do not know what you did in your life before you got saved. And I do not know what kind of sins that you have now stopped the moment that you got saved. I do not know in your life, but I know in my life personally. Before I got saved, you know, I was in, I was actively drinking. I was actively, you know, gambling. I was actively doing those things that the moment I got saved, I put question. I did not stop straight away because I, I was not sure. So I, I put those in question and then begin to follow the Lord, begin to follow the Lord, and then um, let go of those things. Why is that? Why? Because you are saved. You change. See, verse number 15, it says there, um, Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Ah, this is how this is saved. Uh, it says that if you still love the things of the world, and more than the word, more than the things of God, that is a sign that you are not saved. That is a sign that you are not saved. But if you if you leave the world and the things and all the sins of the world because you want to follow God, uh, that is the sign that you are saved. Because you want to stop all these things that this you know displease the Lord. Now, if you know that this you have a practice of sin. You have you have this sin in your life that you practiced even before, and you continue that sin. God said, "The love of the Father is not in him." In other words, you do not have the love of God yet. In other words, you you have not received Jesus Christ yet. In other words, you are not saved yet, because you, the love of God will you know repel all of those or or push all of those out the moment that god god's love you know comes to me those things that i did was pushed out pushed out you know literally pushed out that is the sign that is the um, the knowledge that we have now really i can say oh i am really saved because before it's okay for me to drink it's okay for me to gamble. It's okay for me to sing those bad songs. Do you still sing bad songs? <laughs> do you still love bad songs? Do you still do you still watch bad movies? 
because the love of God will push those out. If you are, if that those things are not pushed out, that's a question mark. Maybe the love of God has not come yet, because that really the love of God is so powerful and push pushing those things out. And that's what happened when we got saved. How may I know that I am saved? I know I am saved because I desire to turn from the world and all its sin. And in, in verse number 4, 1 John chapter 5, verse number 4, how may I know that I am saved? I know I am saved because I am overcoming the world. I will tell you, it's so hard to overcome a habit. A habit of drinking is so hard to overcome. There's a lot of people, they are um, um, doing drugs. It's so hard to overcome. It takes a miracle to overcome that. A, a habit of gambling, a habit of smoking, and there's a habit of womanizing, a habit of, you know, uh, uh, pornography, whatever those things, wrong things. And again, um, those are the things that is so hard to overcome. But when you are saved, the Lord Jesus Christ came into your life, the Holy Spirit of God indwells in you, then that's what happened to you in 1 John 5. 1 John 5, verse number 4. For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. When you believe in Jesus Christ, and you accepted him as your Lord and Savior, he came to indwell in you, the Holy Spirit came to indwell, and that Holy Spirit of God is the one that will help you because of your faith. And then that, that, that power of God in your life, the Holy Spirit, um, will enable you to overcome those things that, you know, um, that, that uh, defeats you, those things that um, give you uh, problems and give you um, spiritual defeat. It is the Holy Spirit of God. And once it does, you know for sure that you are saved. Another thing, uh, in 1 John 5.10, how do you know that you are saved? I know I am saved because I have the witness of the Spirit within through the Word of God. In verse number 10, it says, He that believeth on the Son, or believeth on the Son of God, hath the witness in himself. He that believeth not God hath made him a liar, because he believeth not the record that God gave of his Son. So that is, um, you know, the, uh, the knowledge that we have. We know that we are saved because we have the witness of the Spirit. We have um, the Holy Spirit in us. Another thing, another thing in Matthew chapter 7. Matthew chapter 7. Matthew chapter 7. Verse number 17 and 18. How do you know that you are saved? Here, we will know that we are saved because our life is evidencing good fruit. Look, look at this. 
Even so, every good tree bringeth forth good fruit, but a corrupt tree bringeth forth evil fruit. A good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit, neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. If you say that you are saved, and then you still cast in your mouth, you still swear, you still say those bad words, how come? Why, why, why your Christianity will bring forth evil fruit? You see, the evidence of our lives. How is your life today? Is your life being uh, used by God for, for uh, the betterment of other people's lives? Is your life is being used by God for, um, for uh, you know, uh, making other people see Christ? Is your life uh, become a blessing to people around you? Um, have you become, you know, um, a blessing to them? Because it is important that the, the, the people, it is important that, um, to see whether you are a blessing to people. Are you a blessing to people? Are you a blessing to your family? Can you figure out in your mind in what way that you become a blessing to your family? When, when your family see you in the home, are they happy because they, are, they see you? Or they are trying to hide from you because you want to borrow money? <laughs> we need to be a blessing. We need to be, our presence in the lives of others must be a blessing. Am I a blessing to you? Or you can ask yourself, are you a blessing to me? The moment I, I come to your life, am I a blessing to you? Or I am just giving you problem? I am just giving you a headache? Or I am just, you know, uh, taking something from you for my gain and to your losses? When I come to your life, what have you got in me? Did you receive something from me? A blessing? You ask that kind of question to every person. If I imagine one person in my life, I'm like, here, if I imagine one person and I think about myself, what have I done to this person? Am I a blessing to this person? In what way have I become a blessing to this person? So each one of us will examine ourselves. Let us examine ourselves. Or is there a person in your life that you are not a blessing to? You see, if I think about Sam, I think about Sam. Is Sam a blessing to me or am I a blessing to Sam? Am I a blessing to Jinky? Am I a blessing to Julius? Am I a blessing to Jay? What have I done to Julius? What have I done to Arlie? 
What have I done to Atininen? You see, this kind of questions, it must be that our life must bear that fruit. Is there a person in, the, in our church that I am not a blessing? Then I, I might, because I, the, 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 you know, the Holy Spirit of God dwells in me, then I will see the same. Who among these people that I am not a blessing? See, those kind of things you can ask yourself too. Ask yourself. What, what uh, you know, I would say, um, Brother J.R. What Brother J.R. has done to Brother Matthew. Is there a blessing that Brother J.R. has done to Brother Matthew? Is there, is there a, a blessing that uh, Samantha has done to um, um, Sister um, Dina or Sister um, Miola? Have you done good things to your brother or sister? If you have not done so, I know you, you have to. You, you, you must be evidencing it, evidencing good fruit. What is your evidence of good fruit to one another? If you have not done anything, it might be a question. But I will tell you, there's a, a lot, whole lot of things in order to become a blessing. And it is not to be, you know, there's no effort really uh, to do that. It is just natural. It is just natural. It will just come out from you. You cannot manufacture it. There's no need for us to really figure it out and then, you know, uh, uh, culture it. I mean, we can culture it, but there's no way really that we, we have to force it or to push it. It will just come out naturally because that is, you know, evidencing good fruit. I hope that all of us will be a blessing to one another because that is the whole point. Of being part of the family, the family of God, we need to, you know, um, to show this evidence. I tell you, you have done a lot of things. The, the the fact that you love the brethren, the fact that you love the church where we belong, you contribute something out of your own, you know, a sacrifice. You you did something here. You arranged the chairs so that others will have a comfortable seat. You, 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 you help, the, the men help in the kitchen so that we can have a clean utensils to use so that we, we don't have problem with, you know, stomachache. The fact that you volunteer yourself or to say to Atelore, Atelore, I will, I will do the shopping for, for our food Sunday. Give me the list. Those kind of things. Indirectly, you become a blessing to all of us. You take your part. You, you become a part of the family. You become a part of the body. It might not be seen. It might not be like visually, you know, observable. It might not be very obvious. But somewhere, somehow, you give your tithes and offering. That, that can be, you know, also to the enhancement of um, the body. And give, you give your uh, mission giving, even though that mission giving will go to other church, other ministry, but that is our goal, that is part of our uh, trust 
as a as a as a body of Christ to support mission. And you do that also that that is a great blessing. You become a part of the body. And there are also other things that we can do directly. You know, we can do directly to um, um, to, to individuals uh, that we come across with. You do it personally. You do it uh, in a in a in a way that is uh, very very special to them. Someone celebrating birthday and you visit their home. Someone celebrating birthday and then you. Um, you just invite the person to your home. Okay, we'll celebrate birthday specially for you. Those kind of things. Then that person that celebrates the birthday, wow. That person will thank the Lord. You see, you, you, ha you have to check this because this is what Jesus Christ said. Even so, every good tree bringeth forth good fruit, but a corrupt tree bringeth forth evil fruit. A good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit, neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. It cannot be. So now, you as a person, check yourself against another person or um, in comparison to other person. Have you, have you done something to this person? What have you done to the person that encourages him? What, what have you done to a person that Make that person, you know, joyful in the Lord, strengthened in the Lord. Is there anyone has problem that someone confides with you that the very sensitive problem, and then you advise the person, um, encourage the person in the Lord, you pray with the person, and you help the person, you know, solve the problem in some way by helping in prayer or whatever. But the worst thing that could happen if someone confides with you with a sensitive inform information and then you just break it out to other people. That is not serving the person. That is not helping the person. In fact, you are doing disservice. In other words, it's better that you have not known it. Because you are adding to the problem. You see, as Christian, me, especially me as a pastor, someone will confide with me a very sensitive information as long as it's not criminal, you know? <laughs> if it's criminal, I'll tell you, I will ask Brother Matt to beat you up. <laughs> no, no, it's not like that. There are something that's really sensitive or very important to you that you don't want any other people to know. And me, as you have entrusted that information to me, by the grace of God, I will handle it with all gravity. I will handle it with all, you know, with confidentiality. And I must be there in your life to be a blessing to you. I may not be able to solve that problem, but at least I can pray with you. I can ask the Lord in your favor. That the Lord will work His, you know, His hands on you, and then, um, you know, at least you have someone to pray for you. In that regard, in that problem that uh, you are you are keeping, you see, in that way, I become a blessing to the person. 
In that way, I become you know, an encouragement that the person will continue on. I would just say, serve the Lord faithfully. Give to the Lord your life. And, and who knows, the Lord will open this door of blessing for you and this, all this problem will, will, will go away. Because I cannot promise that all your problems will go away. But sometimes, those problems that come to our life, the Lord used them so that it can harness your faith. It can develop your, you know, your, your, your trust in the Lord. Not necessarily that everything will go, problems will go, money, will, money problem will be solved. It's not like that. But there is peace in the Lord. There is this, they call it um, the, the sufficient grace of God that will be developed in your life in times of your problem. You see, that is the evidencing good fruit. Are you a blessing to your brother? Are you a blessing to your sister? Are you a blessing to every person in, in, in our church? Are you a blessing to them? As I said, you can do those things and, and also you can do those um, you know, uh, things like supporting them, whatever um, that they are doing. You're helping them in prayer also. And that is not a small thing. To pray for someone is a great blessing. Alright, so um, one, one last uh, point here for our um, how do I know that I am saved? Uh, John 10, 27. John chapter 10, verse number 27. I know I am saved because I hear the Lord's voice through the word of God and desire to follow him. What I have said a while ago, it is what God wants in your life. If it didn't good fruit, then you will follow. Why? Because you have the Holy Spirit of God. Because you are saved. That is, that is the, 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 the reason why you follow because you want to um, obey the Lord. Verse 57, look at this. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. You see, you have a desire to follow God. Every one of us, every one of us that is saved, I know that we have that desire. The reason why we are here in the church, because we really want to follow God. Me, in my heart, I want to follow Christ. That is why I will, as much as I want, I want to be in the church. Yeah. Because right there I can see what God wants. Amen. And then when I see what God wants, in my heart, Lord, I want to do it. Lord, I want to do it. Yeah. Help me to do it. And there's a longing, there's a desire to do what you have heard from the Lord. It's, it's a good thing to start with us evidencing good fruit. Becoming, you know, you know, a, a person that loves the brethren. Pray. Every person that you know in the church, pray for them. Pray for them. I ask my I asked my, my, my children. Um, because I, I was not I was not able to sleep. I'm not, not able to sleep. I sleep maybe two and a half hours or three hours yesterday uh, Friday evening because I was uh, scheduled to preach and I do not know what to preach. In Fakatani, 
and this is soul winning revival. I was thinking uh, soul winning, focus on soul winning, or but our our theme is prayer. I said, call unto me. This is prayer, and then if I focus on soul winning, it's okay. But I already preach a lot of things about soul winning, so I focus on prayer. So I studied and studied, and it's twelve o'clock. I'm still not sure what, what what to preach here. One o'clock, still not sure. Two o'clock. I was so tired, I was already sleepy, but I do not know. So I slept, wake up at 6, study again. And I know, I'm thinking, oh, if I don't sleep, I will have to drive back because no one can drive the car. I, I was using the manual van. So I will be driving from Pakatani without sleep the whole night. It's not good. So I slept at 6 o'clock, then finalize my, okay, I will stick with this. I will stick with this. But when I stood, when I stood there at the pulpit, I was like, I feel like I'm collapsing <laughs> or lack of sleep, so tired. But again, um, um, I just asked my children. I asked, okay, Polly, I mean Polly, um, Anika, Nimaya, pray, pray for me, pray for the victory of our um, the, the preaching tomorrow. Then they left the room and then. Later on, they came back. I mean, 10 minutes there. How? I said, pray. Don't, don't play the computer. Do not play the, the, the phone of your mouth. He said, oh, we already prayed. What? Have you prayed already? He said, yes, we already finished praying for you. He said, how long is that? I expect you to pray for me like an hour. <laughs> they finished 10 minutes. So I, I I told them, so this is how you pray for me. So I, I told them this, pray for this and all that. And so do not just pray for, you know, just saying to the Lord, Lord, bless my dad. Amen. Is that good? <laughs> you know, so they prayed for me and I thank the Lord for that. Um, I was fighting with, um, I was so sleepy when, when Pastor Belcher was preaching. But thank God that, you know, he, he really had a, to make his voice loud and I was in the front, I was so sleepy around 12, 12 um, noon but I was able to preach and again um, the Lord will make us desire to follow him whenever we hear his word whenever we, we hear the word of God then we desire to follow what he said Again, he said, my sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. That is a sign that you are a child of God. That is a sign that you are saved. Why? Because you follow what you have heard. You follow what you have seen in, in God's word. You follow, it is because the Holy Spirit of God dwells in you. So that is why we can say, really, that we are saved. We know that we are saved because uh, it is very clear evidence, um, the evidence of the Holy Spirit in our life. We have good fruit. We have uh, we have overcome the world. We have desire to turn from the world. All those kinds of um, evidence in our life, those are the signs that you are saved. And it is also because the Word of God said it. All right. So let's um, let's. Close now in a word of prayer for our Sunday school. We um, 
take a break for a while let's pray our father in heaven thank you lord for um, the lesson this morning about how we may know that we are saved lord thank you for your word our salvation can be known not by feelings not because of what we think but because of what you said in your word and what you promised lord in your word and we know that we are saved because um, there are vast evidence in our lives, Lord, that you truly are the one that saved us. And thank you, Lord, for the salvation. Thank you for the changed lives. Thank you, Lord, for the strengthening of um, uh, the, the people of God through your word. And Lord, continue to bless us. Continue, Lord, to guide us. Thank you for these people, O oh God. Thank you for bringing us together into this place. We praise you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's take a break and let's come uh, maybe in 10 minutes time.